Thank you for listening to From the Friar. This is Ellie. And this is Leon. Thank you all so much for joining us on another episode. Today we'll be talking about Married at First Sight, Season 14, Episode 14, Couples Retreat, a.k.a. It's Just a Blip. This is always one of my favorite episodes. You know what's interesting? The drama started on for everyone on the drives to the retreat. Because you can't just leave. You, you can't, can't just, just chill. Done. You can't just chill on no. the drive. You know how everyone just leaves their apartment? Yeah. You can't do that in a car. You're stuck. We'll, we'll get deep into it, but I'm surprised Steve decided to mention He's over it. issue on the drive. He's done. He's over it. You, you think inside you just say, I just want to have a good time. I'm just trying to chill, eat some food, get some drinks, hang out with the, the crew. You have like two weeks left. I, yeah, I think honestly, you could tell he was really like, I need to poke and prod. Like, I need to find out if she's the one and if I, maybe I need to do something to convince her. If he's thinks like, I'm going to say yes. Like, I need to. Do you need anything from me? I think that he wants to see if she will concede on anything. He specifically said, This is a boundary for me. So I think he wants to see if there's anything that she's even willing to compromise on because so far it's been nothing that's true whether it's how he lives his life and work kids obviously social media sushi yeah her taking care of her dog that was okay hmm <laughs> man i think at the beginning of the season you were huge on noi yeah not anymore oh wow i can't wait for our final predictions yeah that'll be fun and then compare them with our initial yeah. predictions. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Usually the way we structure the episode is couple by couple. But since this was a couples retreat, I assumed that a lot of this episode would be group activities. So throughout this podcast episode, we may come back to couples that we already talked about. Since I did all the notes in order of the show instead of couple by couple. I feel like Olajuwon has dug or I- Isaac. Isaac has dug such a hole and I could see it in you in the fan base where any little, and I saw some folks on Twitter, any little thing is like instant Isaac shit dog. Like a fucking course. He's not driving. Well, of course he's not. He's not going to do anything for Katina. I had spoilers. I did notice. I mean, he drove on the way back, but yeah, like, Oh man, it it seems like the fan base is just going to go in no matter what this dude does. I need him to do anything for her i mean when he said that it was that it's been like five weeks and it was their first grocery trip to get yes that was yes. a little much that's a lot much too much mark joked that Lindsay had a boyfriend off of every highway exit Lindsay's weird man she's got some she loves talking about all the big fish she's been with she's the most like emotionally just on a crazy wave yeah she can be super serious with mark you know like you're not in this uh, you're not giving me what I need. And then she's just joking about everything. It, it's yep. it's very Well, strange. it's constantly deflection and making everything a joke or not. There's a lot of fluff around what she says. They did get to the house first, though, which is key in a couple's retreat. Huge. I'm not being last. Huge. No. You do not want to end up with those bunk beds. One of the most interesting car trips, though, was Noi and Steve. They continued the argument about the social media, and Noi was just lying to this man's face. She said, it's about your perception, not everything is about you. 
Who could this be about? Tell me right now to my face who this is about if it's not me. I don't, I feel like she's entirely missing the point. Like he doesn't, Steve does not give a shit about your social media. He only cared when it clearly referenced, and I don't care what people say, it was pretty fucking obvious, your relationship. She says she wants the freedom to express herself, which I understand. But if your expression is hurting your husband, then maybe you should consider it. And and if your spouse tells you, I'm not comfortable with you sharing this, then you do not share that. I agree. That is couple communication. We agreed on this. Obviously, they're not. But okay, we won't post this on social media. Now we'll come back to this because then we talk about Knowing not wanting to be viewed poorly in front of the other women. And I have, I I cannot stand that sentiment in regards to this. Okay. The first day at the couple's retreat, the girls had hot tub time as the guys cooked. In the hot tub, Lindsay says that Mark has been hit hard in life and complains about having to help him next week. She says he has a good heart, but it's a full-time job. And she just re- keeps repeating about how she's saving him. How how good she is. What a nice person she is for helping her husband. And it rubbed me the wrong way immediately. I think Mark, he just had like a bad couple weeks. Yeah. But the fact that they've you know, obviously only known each other for a couple weeks is like the whole time I've known you, you've been in sh- like some shit. The thing with being in a relationship is nothing is ever 50-50. There are times when you will have to be more supportive and more engaged for your partner. And it will be the other way around as well. And that could be in a lot of ways. That's like emotionally, monetarily, like all kinds of things. Like it's, yeah, you're right. It's never fully 50-50. So when she says, oh, I'm helping him. It's a full-time job. It's so hard. He's so lucky. I don't know. She didn't say that. But in my head, that's how I took it. Like Like he is so lucky to have me. Right. I just feel like she's not taking into consideration the way a relationship kind of works in general, the the ebbs and flows, the way you're going to support a partner or not. But also, because their relationship is so compact, yes, you've known this man for such a short amount of time, and in this time frame, he needed that extra support. And instead of just giving it to him or being graceful in that, she's going to use it as ammo as she does everything else. It's kind of like a... You owe me mentality. Yeah. Everything with her is what What am I doing for you and how can I throw it in your face? Mm-hmm. How do I judge what I've done for you against what you've done for me and basically make myself look like I'm above you? Know, I'm above you. I've it, done so much more. It's all about keeping score. Exactly. Exactly. Jasmina says that she thinks Lindsay is being dramatic and I completely agree. During the guy's conversation, Michael says that him and Jasmina are in a good place but he feels like they're racing the clock. As much as I want them to work and it seems like their relationship's good. And honestly, they had a lot of really good scenes at the couple's retreat. I just cannot buy that they're going to say yes. Oh, they're matching shirts and they were so fun and nice to each other. I wish they would work. She's just not attracted to him. At this point, they're more of really good friends. Yeah. You know, they're teammates essentially, but they're just not. I don't even think the touch is coming along. No, I don't even think Michael, because Pastor Cal kind of said, like, you should sort of go it, back to doing something, not yeah. not not taking it away. But I, I bet you he hasn't even attempted any kind of like 
you know, move forward. At least that we've seen. There's been, I mean, even in the scenes, we're not seeing a whole lot of when they're standing next to each other. There's not a bunch of holding hands or arms around or I don't know. Yeah, I have a feeling a lot of their actions, like sitting close together and dinner and whatnot. I feel like they are in a good place, but definitely it's, much it's, better. It's more of a look of you know uh, presenting like, oh, we're doing good, versus presenting that I'm just not that into him. You know that kind of thing. Steve brings up the social media issue he is having with Noi. Isaac brings up a good point. Maybe she doesn't realize that it's such a strong statement. I'm not saying that's right. Trust me, I'm not agreeing with Isaac, but I'm just saying it's an interesting thing to think about because I do think Noi is really immature. So maybe she really just cannot connect those dots. You I don't would, even know you, why I'm saying maybe. Like, but, clearly that's the issue. But you would think that, because Steve mentioned when you post things like this, like, my family's hitting me up, like, friends are hitting me up, like, you know, is it, are you guys okay? You gotta think the same thing happens to Noi. Like, when she posts something like that, family must ping her or her sibling or something of like hey are you guys doing okay but i think she likes that and that's the reason she does it it's the which attention. i hate it's the yeah attention. she wants the attention she wants to lay a, a way to point herself as the victim she wants to blame everything on steve but she can't even hold a conversation with the man i hate saying red flag but if you're in your mid-30s which i think they both are if you can't have a serious conversation right now how the hell are we supposed to have kids build a future like all these serious things if I can't fucking talk to you about some stupid ass social media stuff. I feel like Noi is the type of person to simply say and act like everything is just going to work out. Things will just fall into place. And while that is true for certain things in life, I think being able to hold a conversation with your partner is a big, a big issue. I have a feeling someone's in Noi's ear and just kind of telling her like, you know, do you, girl? Fuck what people think. Well, the meeting with Sriracha know. was not that productive. And that's that's essentially who I'm referring to. <laughs> I'm still confused when Noi says that I moved here for love. I'm like, did your family follow you or did your family already live here? Exactly. So did they fly Sriracha out to have that meeting with her? And also, next week when you do like showing your childhood homes and stuff, what are they going to do? I don't, Are I don't they going to fly them out to where she grew up? I don't know. This is just me being just an asshole. This is me being an asshole and not buying the whole I moved here for love when I feel like her family lives there. I that's the vibe I got. I don't know. It's almost like there's more of a a romantic story to tell there if you say, you well, know, I moved here for love. It does paint the versus story. Like, yeah, my whole family came to like we all moved over here. Michael broke the pasta when he was helping with dinner. Don't do that. Just everyone, just, just let it be. Yep, stole them in there. During the dinner, Michael says that they've been having deeper conversations. When Jasmina says she disagrees, and then it said, oh, I'm just kidding. I, that was the truth. That was, do you, did you notice she did that last episode too? It's not, it's not a joke. Maybe Michael thinks they're serious she, and Jasmina's like, I'm not being serious. Well, yeah, she doesn't, she's not in this. No. Again, I'm not buying no positive moments to make me think that they're going to say yes. I might have to witness them, like, kissing. You haven't even seen zero effect. They don't even hold hands. Wait, I think they kissed in the car, right? Like a peck? Mm. When he was teaching her to drive, maybe? If they did, I don't even remember. These folks don't even hold hands, I don't think. Oh, no, we saw them hold hands. We did see them hold hands. Okay. 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 Mm. 
During the conversation as well, Lindsay mentions that Mark has pulled her out of a blip. Now, why doesn't she see that right now he is needing help being pulled out, but she has a problem with that? She wants to be patted on the back. She wants to be cheered on. But when Mark did it, she just says, oh yeah, it was great. He did this for me. It's not like Mark's throwing that in her face saying, Mm -hmm. look at me. I helped you do this. I pulled you out of your dark spot. One of the more powerful scenes I've noticed with Mark and Lindsay is basically makes him shut down. Man, it's so obvious in his face. Like he's like either annoyed, disgusted, just over it. Like so fast. I don't blame him. No, I I don't either. I don't know. Is Lindsay, is Lindsay like an odd duck that thinks just too highly of herself? What's, what's the issue here? The issue is she doesn't care about what you need. She only cares about what she needs and how she wants to be loved and how she wants to be treated. If you do anything outside of what she wants, it's not acceptable. Like, she always wants to grab you in an argument. And if you tell her to stop, fuck you. That is a weird power move. Yes. To, like, grab someone. And he, for what, the past two, three episodes, hey, don't do that. And then she's done. She's walking away. She, you have to let her, her grab you. Right. I'm also not a fan of that. Just that continuous, just mention that all the time of like, okay, I'm done. And then you just walk away. Yeah. But then Mark's the one that has to work on consistency and prove that he is here for her. Isaac mentions that Katina has been putting more effort in every week. How much effort are you putting in? It's amazing the way he talks. He talks like he's. The creme de la creme, you know, the best of the best. He, she has to prove herself to him. I was like, this works both ways, bro. You got to prove yourself to her. What? Or what's the selling point for you? Yeah. What effort has he put in? What effort has he shown Katina? It's almost like he, you know, he, he's, you know, just he's just fairly aggressive just as far as the way he conversates and stuff. He was so quick to, you know, have a quick jump at the gate that he basically created this image of like you need to get to my level which means you need to impress me like you need to you need to do the things and that narrative is still going on but like he, see cre- that. he created that and then it's almost like katina's also in that mode of like yeah i have to prove myself to him it's almost like a trap like he got her into this like trap she can't win it's it's pretty weird Steve asked Noy if she wants to talk about the social media, and she said no. She feels that Steve ambushed her at dinner. No, no. What Isaac did at dinner a few weeks ago, that is being ambushed. Asking if you would like to speak about something, asking for your permission prior to speaking about something, is not being ambushed. Also, if you're willing to post on social media, you should be able to say whatever you posted with your full chest. Yeah. How how are you too shy to say what you posted? What what was the thing Steve mentioned with um like they they're having an argument. He said, "Well, you're okay sharing this, but when I want to talk about this, oh, now we now we can't talk yeah. about it." Yeah. So that conversation was later when they were going to bed. He brings it up again, wants to talk about it. Says no. But then she also gives him shit of like, "But you basically did bring it up just by mentioning it." Yeah. Why not? Why is that not okay? So it's okay for you to post on social media, but it's not okay for me to talk about it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Precisely. I honestly, do you think Steve's going to say no? Just because it's these continuous moments of like immaturity or obviously like you said, like she's not willing to back down from her, 
you know, wants or... I really don't think it would be a deal breaker for him. I don't know. No, 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 but it's, it's not... Because it's not the social media. It's the whole, like, no. are you willing to be a partner, a team player? Well, like, it's her not considering his feelings at all. That's the issue. The issue, he doesn't give a shit about social media. He cares about him coming to you with an issue, saying, hey, can you please not do this? And her saying, freedom of speech. It might also be, for Steve, it might just be odd. Like, wow, I did not expect this kind of reaction. Like, usually, you know, you bring some an issue to your partner and yeah. they'll kind of be understanding where my partner right now is like yeah fuck that like i'm doing what i want it would be a deal breaker for me absolutely without a doubt if i especially for what is it 10 times now i'm just saying please don't do this and you keep doing it why would i still want to be married to this person it was an experiment cool me and this person don't get along that's it you know noise probably been doing things like that on social media like her whole life yes and no one's ever asked her to like just stop. That's a deal breaker for Noi, maybe. Maybe she's like, I have to I be able. Free? Freedom? For, I for have free? to do whatever I want and you have to follow? Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Jasmina and Michael are then prepping to meet with a medium. I did really like that Jasmina was having a serious conversation with Michael about prepping for it and being open to receiving the messages as well as prepared to receive the, those messages. Then we see Mark and Lindsay waking up with Lindsay just poking at him and kissing him and licking him. And this would annoy the shit out of me. Also, he was really nice being like, please stop. Please stop. I don't like this. Stop. Because I would have snapped and been like, leave me alone. She says that she's been trying to get Mark up for hours. And I don't believe it. I mean, come on. They had to let this camera crew in. Like what time? I mean, come on. What time was it? I don't know, but it's vacation too. So give him a little break. Go, fu- to, go hang out with everyone. It's a fucking vacation. Go chill on the couch, drink your coffee, get some TV on, relax. Go for a fucking walk. Outside once Mark gets ready and they're having coffee, he says that Lindsay gets hyper. She snapped. Like that was, she was done. She was fully retracted. Doesn't give a shit about him. Of all the shit she talks about Mark, him saying you're hyper, that's all it takes. He literally can't say anything to her. He's mm. just always in the doghouse. It is amazing some of these couples when they go, you can tell their direction's going pretty far south, but they either contractually or whatever, they like still have to sort of have this or still in it front. Well, it's because of the fine. Mm. If you pull out early, the rumor is it's a 50k fine for each person. Wow. This is another example of Lindsay just always leaving. So after the whole hyper incident... She says that's rude and walks away and comes back and tells him how rude it is again and how much he hurt her and then walked away and then came back. And why? If it hurt you so fucking bad, have a conversation about it. It kind of shows there's a reason these folks, their relationships haven't gotten to this point in the past. Yeah. Either they broke it off or folks are like, you have a lot of issues and I can't deal with this. And obviously they're not tied to a show and a fine and being married. And shit happens. I mean, I'm not saying like all these people should be married by now. It's fine. But what I'm saying is there's underlying themes I'm seeing Mm. with these fights that keep coming up and nothing is ever getting resolved. Right. These, okay. Every single fight that every couple has this episode are the same fights they've had from week one. Yeah. You know what I'm just thinking? In Isaac's case, it's a little different because it seems like... He just beats her down every week. No, 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 no. It seems like he just went from... I'm in party mode, got like however many girlfriends at a time to 
let me get on this show so they could find my future wife. I don't even know if he ever went to go try to do that on his own. Isn't it fascinating no. how, how everyone's so different, right? Some people, they might have gone through a lot of relationships. They're like, hey, my goal is always to like, make this last as long as possible. Maybe get married. Maybe it doesn't work out. Whereas Isaac was party mode, party mode, party mode. Show, find me a wife. I'm good. Well, let's break that down even more. Party guy, show, find me a wife. I am the perfect husband. You better meet me and be a certain wife. I just think, not that I find him fascinating. I just think that's a, it's fascinating just how different it's been since what we're used to in Married at First Sight individuals. I guess I don't understand how he made this stretch so fast. I don't know. but It's not like everyone else is usually like, oh, you know, I haven't had luck or whatever. You know, maybe the person's, I just haven't found the right person. He wasn't like that at all. It was just party mode. I'm going to be married. Yep. And my wife has to be perfect yeah. and meet all of my standards. Like, it seems like there was never any, oh, yeah, I did try to find a wife for like a year or two and it just didn't work out. Like, I don't think that ever happened with no. him. Katina and Isaac were hanging out with alpacas, and there was a one-day-old alpaca baby. So cute. Such tiny, skinny legs. I think the dude said it was like a 15-minute-old. Oh, boy. When that baby sack was birth. <laughs> you oh were not ready boy. for afterbirth. <laughs> I would not think they would just show that on the next scene. That was very graphic. But hey, nature, reality, reality TV. Yeah. After they hang out with the alpacas, Isaac is questioning Katina about her timeline for having children. Now. This is some shit. I can't wait for you to. Give me your fucking. I cannot wait. Cannot fucking wait. Now, having a conversation about family planning and what your goals are for the future and what that looks like for both of you. Great conversation. Always have that with your partner, especially in a very condensed timeline like this. Do not say, you're older and I know you want kids. What about your career? When are you done with school? Isn't that going to affect that? How are you going to work and take care of a kid? How about I just don't have a kid? I don't, I don't need to have your child. Why does he think he gets to dictate her timeline in life? Even the timeline prior to them even being together. He is shaming her for things that happened five years ago. So he's annoyed that she took a different path in life did not go to school perfectly the way he did, that she has bills and that he doesn't. Why is he upset that she did not follow his life path when she didn't even know the man? He works he's he works like in like city water treatment mm-hmm. kind of thing, yeah. right? Like I don't, waste management. I don't know his journey in life. I don't know if he like finished high school and he like started there and worked his way up. I don't know if he got his associates. I don't know if it he got his bachelor's. It seems he's annoyed that Katina is still in school and will have bills as to where he just started working and does not have any bills. Which I don't know why you expect your partner to live the exact same life you do and have the exact same amount of debt or no debt. I, I don't know how deep they've had that discussion, but just because you go you're going back to school at an adult age doesn't mean she, obviously she's working while she's going to school. It doesn't immediately equate to you're going to have a shit ton of bills. Like, are you going to a community college? Like we don't, we don't know their story, but I think she should have sort of mirrored his energy and said, this is my fucking plan. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I don't have to have your fucking kids. Are you okay being with me or not? Like, I, are you, cause then you're wasting my time. And also, yeah. Why can we never meet his energy? Also, why is it about his plan? Like, he's saying she needs to have a career. I want a career woman. Cool. But is that what she wants? 
There's two people in this relationship, and we're always hearing what Isaac wants, what he needs, what his expectations are, and Katina's just supposed to magically meet them and not have any of her own goals and opinions. I was a bit confused when he was going down this path. If he was sort of... Was he insinuating, like, you need to make the decision of having kids now or being a career woman? That's what I didn't really understand. What did he want from this conversation? Because he's saying... You're getting older and you want kids, but also you need to have a career and you can't do both. And so what what was the response that he wanted? Is your goal for her to say, yes, I agree. I'll stop going to school and I'll start having babies. But he didn't want that either. I'll be a stay at home, you know. He didn't want that either. He wants a career She has to be a career. So I'm like, okay, well then I need to go to school, get some credentials. I'll have kids you know, take care of them. And obviously I can still work. But he was also not satisfied with her saying that she was going to do both. You can't do that either. So again, what does he want? I think it's because they also were talking about like traveling and like what their goals are. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, how old's Katina? Like 32? I don't even think that. Yeah. She's fine. She has time to live the life that she wants. I'm just saying, I do not like Isaac's all or nothing. My way, no way. Just, constant dictating of katina's life i mean if you're really trying to go all in you can do a fuck ton of traveling in one year you could you could do a yeah. lot of traveling in one year you're like hey a lot of resources we're gonna needed, spend a gang of it. money for this one year and i'm gonna finish my degree and boom like you know we're gonna have a kid whatever it's weird because she tries to explain her side and he always shuts her down or oh, he yeah. doesn't give her the space to like just talk about it like let me get my points in and he's no. like just won't do it not he's allowed like, he's like i don't see it you know like i don't see that vision like y- your vision's not my vision then we check in on mark and Lindsay again and see that mark has built a bonfire Lindsay says i've seen better okay she can't <laughs> i see g- where we're going <laughs> she can't give him nothing <laughs> no 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 you know what i think would be an interesting couple hmm. how do you think isaac and michaela would do they would not they would not do well Oh, I want to see her energy against Isaac. <laughs> because she would meet it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Lindsay and Mark are speaking, and she says that he always wants to put her down. She says that he wants to make her less than. I'm not really buying that. That's a lie. Yeah, I'm not buying that. You talked about how much money he has, how much he makes, his mom issues you've thrown in his face. Don't. You are constantly trying to be the savior. You got to talk about oh, all the ways you have to help him. I think the rare times we've seen Mark clap back is after she's essentially brings up like four or five points of why she thinks she's trashed and he'll do something like, do you want another drink? Go get another drink. Like, but <laughs> yeah, and then it she's takes, just like, how But it takes you? so long for Mark to get there. So the fact that she said that, I was not buying that. No. And honestly, like, I'm pretty petty. I'm probably going to be a little asshole if I've just been talked down to for the last five weeks. Then we see Michael and Jasmina actually meeting with the medium. Me and Leon don't go to mediums or palm readers or psychics psychics or anything like that. We've kind of both decided that we don't want to know anything. We don't want it to influence any of our thoughts. Just nothing. I'm just scared, man. Like, Yeah, I don't don't want to know anything. I I was making this joke. Uh, A friend of ours did this weird... Like hair ring okay. trick thing. I don't know what it's called. I'll try to explain. I it. think it's fucking bullshit, but accurate. But I guess it's been accurate on pretty oh. much everyone in our friend circle. Okay, I'll tell you what it is. I don't know what it's called. You can make of it what you will. You 
get a piece of your hair, you put it on your wedding ring or any ring that you wear regularly, you have someone trace your hand with it so it's kind of spinning in the air, and then you put it in the middle of the hand. Depending on if it sways or spins, you're going to have male or female children. Who did it? Was it me or you? I think it was you. I don't think I've ever done it. Um, Wait, no, no, no. It was me. It was you. Okay, so I had my friend trace my hand and do it everything, and... The prediction is that me and Leon are going to have six girls. Whoa. That's a lot of, that's a lot of energy. I don't think I can handle six little girls, but well, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> if if we went to like a medium or, well, the medium would probably just, you know, tell you about your past family, but like a psychic or a palmer or something be like, you know what? I see six girls in your life. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is some creepy shit. <laughs> Leon told me that he's going to stop having children after two. Like, two girls, oh, that's oh, it. Like, I'm never, oh, you he's have never getting to six. <laughs> twins, triplets. Oh, it's over. I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm clocking out. Nope, nope. You don't want a basketball nope. team of little girls? Hey, little girls are cool, but nah. It's a lot of energy. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's boys or girls. The issue is no. six children is a lot of energy. No, that I'm, I don't sorry, think man. I have. I don't know how people do it, but I'm just going to be recruiting family members. I'm like, I need your help. Can you just take this kid for like a month and bring him back. That's that's a lot. I want to give a shout out just really quickly. Any parent out there or parents who have taken their children to any theme park, Disneyland, Disney oh, World, yeah. Universal. Wow. You are doing some higher power service because it is so fucking expensive to go. Yeah, we you're, saw prices recently. You're talking about wild. The the day passes, flights, hotels, food, all the shit the kids want when they get there, and every gift store. Wow, I can see you know because I'm always thinking about like myself or my obviously just my partner. Or just, <laughs> it's just us two, so we're like, oh, let's just go somewhere, like whatever. But the it's so clear to me. I mean, I didn't I didn't do any of this when I was a kid growing up. Like, no, we, same. We didn't, we, we didn't fucking go to no. Me and Leon come from humble beginnings. Yeah, we so didn't, we didn't go we to didn't theme fucking parks. go to Disneyland, no. Disney World. We're, fuck no. No. Not doing any of that shit. I'm not flying for leisure. No, none, none <laughs> no. of this. But the amount of money it takes to do a family vacation like that, I can't wow. imagine. Wow. So expensive. So, so folks, you know, folks, you know, putting money away little by little, saving up to take dear old Johnny and, <laughs> and, and Sally to fucking Disney World and see that magic happen. That is so cool that you do that. And um, I appreciate you for doing that. So me and Leon do those things as adults now. And oh, we're yeah. still like sticker shock. Oh, yeah. I can't I'm not, believe not it's fucking, that much. Not fucking taking my kids. <laughs> oh, especially if they can't remember. I'm like, no, I'm going to wait till you get way older. I'm not taking you when you're like five. You, you'll be like, oh, I have a picture that I don't remember. No, no. So going back to the medium, a couple of things they talked about is traumatic incidences that happened when Michael was three to five years old. They talked about Michael's brother. And they did say that Michael and Jasmina would have twins a year and a half from now. Dun, dun, dun. Or maybe she said, I just, I see twins. And yeah. it, maybe it's you two. Maybe it's not. <laughs> Oh, the medium was laying it on thick by saying that, like, you are each other's special person. Yes. I was like, mm. Almost like a friend. Mm. Like a best friend? <laughs> <laughs> it did bother me a little bit that Jasmina didn't really comfort Michael a whole lot during him opening up about his trauma and what happened at five years old and his brother and his dad and just not a lot of comforting was happening. And then we heard nothing about Jasmina. What? 
Why what? do Why do we she know nothing about her? Doesn't she has like like mom issues, right? Like, well, she has some trauma with her mom and kind of growing up. And we want Michael. You brought this up. Like, why is Michael talking all about his past, but we don't know shit about Jasmina? Well, not only is he the only one talking about it, he's the only one required to talk about his past. The experts, Jasmina, everyone says, I need to get to know you. I need to know about your past. But why don't we get to know anything about Jasmina? Why doesn't she have the same requirements to open up about all of her trauma? I'm just saying it's fishy. It's not fair. (laughs) That's right. Mark set up a sound bath for him and Lindsay. And let me be clear. The man that has not eaten sushi or a taco does not know what a sound bath is. Oh, he said, I set this all up. You were like, fuck no. I will I will die on this hill. None of these couples plan any of the dates. I'm talking any of them. Any single one. All production. You're telling me Jasmina went to Kinko's and got that sign made? No, she did no. not. I think all the dates are super cute, though. <laughs> I thought doing that would be really cool. Like, you're looking at the sky and yes. you have all these, like, crazy you know, accent sounds. The mood was quickly changed when you find out that Mark's passed the fuck out. <laughs> it does seem really relaxing. I would have to I know, fight like, to lay, keep lay, myself Laying on the up. ground with like a blanket. Yeah, yeah. I'm warm. I'm cozy. It's nice out. I'm getting beautiful music. Oh my God. When was this filmed? Yeah, I don't know. Like last year at this. God, probably. In the summer? What the hell? Then we have Steve and Noy. They had a fun day outside. They went. I don't even know what this is called. Like the little mountain scooter ride. I don't know what it's called. I don't know. Okay. She looks dangerous, though. <laughs> but, cool, they have a good time. Speed forward. What really matters is the conversation after. Still the same argument. Yeah. We're, we're still here. Noy says that she didn't want to talk about it in front of everyone because she didn't want to look bad in front of the other women. But why does it not matter how Steve looks and how he wants to be perceived? I'm just amazed. Honestly kind of props to steve he like will not give up yes and this is the only time this has happened that's how you know he's like at the end of his rope yeah god he just won't back down it's weird because both of them won't it's very it's very odd no i has no no, no yeah, i know reason to not back I just, down it's almost because we haven't seen this from steve really in the, the whole season so for him to be so firm on this and like will not i mean he's I don't know if production's telling him to, but he is just bringing it up like at every possible scene. I don't blame him. And part of me thinks that noise, you, you could tell she's like, I'm fucking over this. Yeah. Like, this is so stupid. But he also is so over it. So again, why does she think her feelings are more valid than his? That's what I don't get about any of these people. That's the main theme and issue for every single person. Honestly, Everyone thinks that their opinions and what their wants are more important. And that's why none of these people should be married. Yeah, honestly, noise noise mentality to this could be a reflection of just how some folks live now in social within social media and you know real life versus that social life. Well, you know the joke. It's not real until it's on social media, right? I, but but she it's, takes that to another level. Although maybe that means she's more real though, because maybe she's like whether it's positive or negative, I'm no, posting it. No, which other people they're like, no. I'm only posting positive shit. No, that does not make you more real, especially if it's affecting your marriage. No. Sure, it's real. Do you care more about your social media being a real or do you care about your relationship? No. See, this is why Jasmine and Michael can 
fully wrap me up every single week. They wore super cute matching shirts all through field day and hosted it together, which I thought was so sweet. They played flip cup, kickball, dodgeball, and then one more group game in the evening. During their most likely game, a few real, real big incidences happened. The question was, who would spend the most money on their partner? And Lindsay laughed in Mark's face when he put himself. And he said if she needed anything, he would get it for her. And she just laughed and basically said, okay. Why? Like, that alone. Like, she didn't even need to say anything. That reaction. This is like an ultimate put down. I mean, we get even You're either insinuating that he has no money. No, the the joke was that she's she's basically making fun of how much he makes. Yes. Yeah. You know, the lack thereof or whatever. I don't don't know. Yeah. And then Lindsay shifts her energy to Noi. So the question was, who's the most likely to be a stay-at-home parent? And Noi says herself. Lindsay, being judgy as fuck, goes right after her, questioning if she knew what it mean to be a one-income household, if they're ready for that. Could they do it? Guess what? It doesn't affect you and it's not your business. You wish them well and you move on. You don't even say anything. Cool. Right. It, that sounds like an awesome plan. I hope you get to do that. I don't know. Right. No, that, that'd be the normal response. Would be or not to... responding at all. No one else had an opinion on anyone else right. wanting to become a stay-at-home parent. You know what's interesting about this scene? Everyone kind of reacted like that to different moments. So everyone was like, you know, side-eye like, what? And But quiet, you know, just didn't say anything. I feel like everyone was just buzzing. <laughs> everyone was just a little slightly toasted. Then we move on to the next question. Who's most likely to lie about their sex life? Lindsay, being completely inappropriate again, says, I tell him it's good. Insinuating for the 10th time that Mark does not satisfy her. And everyone is so uncomfortable. Everyone knows exactly what she's saying. She thinks she's being slick. So Mark can't call her hyper, but then she can make fun of his performance in the bed. And income and job and yeah. yeah. And then somehow she's the victim. I'm kind of feeling for Mark right now. No, I, I, okay. I think Lindsay's getting a little too much leeway from people. People are saying, for example, yeah, Lindsay has her problems, but Mark isn't a prize. He has his own issues, but he isn't verbally abusive to Lindsay. We jump down Isaac's throat for anything he does to Katina. What if he treated Katina the way Lindsay is treating Mark? Are we are we going to say, go. oh, Katina has her problems. If she just opened up, if she... No, we would not. So I'm not willing to give that grace. You just want people to come with the same energy mm-hmm. as they would if it was something like a... If it was a role reversal. That's right. I mean, that's the classic thing I always say. I don't even know if it's really just, but... We would not be okay with it, and we shouldn't be okay with a woman doing those actions. Yeah, how would these folks online respond to Isaac making fun of the amount of money Katina makes, lack of sexual performance, or even her her family situation? Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. It's not okay, and I'm not willing to give her grace on it. The next question was, who is most likely to start a fight? And everyone agreed, Lindsay. For some reason, she was shocked by this, even though she was already picking a fight with Noi and, she's and already, Mark. She's already had two actual fights with cast members. Yeah. Actually, more. Yeah, it was more. I'm just I'm just giving her leeway. <laughs> I don't know why. And then most likely to lose the game was also Lindsay. Okay, Jasmina was a little bit over the top. She's like, it's a Lindsay! <laughs> I'm like, that was a little much. 
little much and just kind of put her set her off a little bit Eh, you don't get to say whatever you want and then have this magical force field around you she thinks that she can do whatever she wants and then the um, the moment she gets an inch of what is given what she gives to other people she cannot take it you can't take shit don't give shit that's that's it and the fact that she's this old and has not learned that is wild yeah and then essentially she clasps back saying fuck you fuck them i don't give a shit what you think i bet you clearly care what we think of you did she say some shit like i've never i've never been like a negative person or mean or something like like i don't have that in me she was saying some shit like that and i was like okay Alyssa. but you've you've treated mark pretty badly like in the beginning of the show i mean every week Lindsay and Mark are fighting, and she comes up to him and asks, oh, do you want to join production? He's like, God, yes. He's like, anyone. This is too much, man. She starts grabbing his arm and kind of, like, flicking it. It was weird. And I thought it was interesting that she is the only one allowed to walk away. And the perfect example was earlier in the day. She walked away, like, three times. But Mark walking away because it's clearly escalating really poorly, and she's pissed. Do you think... She was a little tipsy at this time. I think she was tipsy, and I think that explains the next day. I'm sure it fueled like, yeah, everyone's partying. It's not. Right, it's right, not a big right, deal that right. you're partying, but I think it probably pushed it to a level because she was so upset by the group game and Mark and kind of everything that happened throughout the day. Lindsay is now crying, and she said that she tried to speak in the nicest, kindest way. Damn. Isaac is trying to tell Lindsay that she has hurt Mark. She just went on a rant about honoring. And if she honors him, who will honor her? That's kind of point. the point of being married is you do honor someone and you love someone and you respect someone and the hope is to get something in return. And I feel like even in the way she just said this, she says, if I do that, what will I get? It's like, eh, that's that's the problem. You're just, you're constantly keeping score. You, you're throwing things in people's face. You're not just doing things to be nice and... You know, getting nice things in return. It's all about, are you doing enough? Are you doing what I'm doing? Later in bed, Mark is opening up to Lindsay and he says that he feels like it's a dig when Lindsay says his life is falling apart. And he bluntly said he does not like when she says that. She really didn't respond to this. She just said, this is a pattern that gives me pause. And I think the same thing could be said the other way around. I think this whole pattern can give him pause. The next day, Lindsay wakes up and says that she had something bad to eat. And girl, that's alcohol poisoning. I mean, we've all been there. It's, you feel like shit about it. It's self-inflicted, which is the worst. It's just regret. Yeah, I just, it it was a chuckle on the show. Try to play it off as, oh yeah, she ate something. Yeah, she just ate something bad. Yeah, okay. It sucked that Jasmina had to pick up cooking duties because it was her day to cook. So she whipped something up. Now... Shady as fuck for production to paint the scene last week as if Lindsay was jumping out of a moving car. I feel like an idiot. So stupid. Like, it's very clear what was going on now. And also, they edited it to have different audio play over that scene. It was like, stop, 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 or something. Yeah, Lindsay, 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 stop, stop, stop. What are you doing? That's not even the audio that played during the episode. Yeah. During the episode, it was much more calm. She was pointing out, like, we knew she needed to vomit. And Mark was like, oh, okay. And pulled over and she got out i the the, yeah the level of um it's all deceit yeah the level of deceit is just man to get those views and obviously it's the last possible thing on the fucking episode so you're sticking through the whole thing 
I don't want to say it's low. I mean, it's TV. It's reality TV, whatever. But but I just hate that it's so clear. Yeah. I don't know. What do I want? Do I want to see the deceit or do I just want to be deceived? I don't know. Then we see everyone getting together for kind of a last meal. Jasmina starts crying when Michael explains that it was powerful and he felt essentially cared for when Jasmina was looking out for him. And I hope this is something that bonds them together. He was being open. <laughs> Stop shaking your head no. <laughs> I really want this to bond them and propel them forward in these next two weeks. Why are you shaking your head no? Nope. Like the words of Jalen Rose, not going to be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Noy and Steve talking in the car again. Just they love having serious conversations in the car. Noy says she hasn't fully processed everything and kind of her past life prior to marriage. And for the 10th time, I'm going to say she's not ready to be married. Like she's almost like, I think it's okay to like grieve your life prior, but this was like something you signed up for. It didn't happen to you. It didn't, I don't know. There's just, it's so weird because people sign up for this. So you would think they want to be married. No, she's, I'd agree. And you've been on the noise not ready to be married train for a long time. <laughs> Every week, I'm just going to retweet that. Not ready to be married. Not ready to be married. Maybe as soon, I think maybe as soon as that social media thing popped, you kind of... Oh, yeah. I knew exactly yeah, what yeah. mental frame she was in at that point. All right. On the next time on, they're showing each other where they grew up and kind of the roots of who they are. We get more time with Dr. Pepper, which I'm excited about, though it feels very late. We see Isaac tell Katina to shut up. And I'm ready to be mad. I've accepted I'm going to be angry, so I will see you all next week, and we'll just yell about him. I can't wait. We're, <laughs> this one actually felt like it's, it went by fast. It did. It was the first time I feel like the entire season where I wasn't sitting there going, I cannot believe there's another hour of this. All right. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a good weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank Bye. you all. Bye.